Yes, you are correct. Whenever you hear that, eh, 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 in the intro, it is Tyron Jabu Bonard uh, doing the lyrics there. I don't know why he just uh, loves coming in at that part. Of course, you're listening to another episode of Hockey 24-7 brought to you by Raider Media. I'm Derek Alberts, and I've already mentioned the main man, but here, let's hear from him. Tyron, how are you doing? Also, I, I thought I was adding a beautiful element to that, just Africanizing it a little bit with it's, the Jabu. Yeah, it's it's magnificent what you do to it. I actually think uh, it, it increases our listenership tenfold just based on that little intro and the eh that you do. Uh, so thanks very much for that. But of course, that's not all you bring to the table. You bring your extensive hockey knowledge. Uh, without you, it would just be me saying hello and goodbye. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and uh, we always feature guests uh, that are known throughout the world having seriously achieved uh, on the hockey fields, in management, in coaching, the works. But in this case, it certainly was on the field. Uh, who do we have as our expert guest today, Tyron? Yeah, so today we have someone who um, I actually go all the way back to 2007, or it may have even been 2006. She was uh, preparing to go and play at the Indoor Hockey World Cup, and I was coaching a provincial side that uh, they played against. Uh, a men's provincial side and played the SA women's team and it was uh, a fantastic game of hockey actually and that was the first time I actually got to meet uh, Sanani Mangisa who was the keeper who actually ended up going to the World Cup and then later became the first name on the team sheet when it came to the outdoor side. Yeah, full disclosure, I've known Sanani for many, many years. She's a lovely person both on and off the field, extremely talented and throughout the, the, the podcast, uh, the various episodes that we've done, the various guests we've had, her name comes up more than most with regards to have, have having influenced other players in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had Pumalela Mbanda who, who basically spoke about her uh, being starstruck when she first got to play in a team with Sanani. We had Marcel Kitu who selected Sanani for her water polo five-a-side because there's no competitive person like Sanani to carry it home. And Marsha Cox, who said uh, that uh, Sanani would have been in her hockey five-a-side. So, you know, Sanani's name has been told to us right throughout the podcast, and it was only right uh, that we got Sanani on, on board. Very much so. So that wraps it up for the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you. No need joking. Okay. Of course, we are talking about Sanani Mangisa, and we are thrilled to have her on the line. Sanani, thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, fantastic yourself. No, good, man. Uh, you guys are probably just taking it way, way back. I, I even forgot about that uh, indoor, indoor warm-up game, Tyron. You took me all the way back. Yeah. Look, I, I was going to introduce with the, the time that we uh, drove from the airport to Legends together. Um, oh, yeah, to play, to play in the Jag Invitational. Excuse yeah, me. yeah, but uh, I didn't want to talk about our golf on that par three day. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... Uh, there's much to be desired. I think uh, my golf has somewhat improved from there. I can't say it's really good, but it's improved uh, from what it was back then. So, Nani, we've actually chatted to Shelley Russell with regards to how she's enjoying life away from the hockey field. And she said she's picked up surfing and golf. I mean, uh, yeah, she hasn't quite yet retired. Uh, you have, and you've taken to the sport like a duck to water. Yeah, look, you, you, our competitive nature, you always want to play something after you retire, whether you want to get involved in a bit of running or golf. So that's actually the two that I'm currently loving at the moment is 
Um, I probably don't get it out on the golf course enough, but I love the, the game of golf. I love watching it. And then a bit of running, you know, um, from a goalkeeper who only used to go five by five meters. And that was enough for me. Um, yeah, I've taken up the slightly longer distances and enjoy them. Yeah, I, I must say I get plenty of motivation from following you on social media because every time I think no, it's too cold, it's it's too early, or it's uh, it's actually just five o'clock in the afternoon, I, I'll come up with any excuse really. Um, but uh, whenever I don't really want to run, somehow uh, a tweet of yours will pop up on my timeline saying how uh, you've just completed uh, your fifty eighth k of the day, and uh, that says well maybe it's time for me to to complete one. Yeah, look. Um I actually picked that up from, from hockey in Holland. I remember uh, doing our first, we used to have training blocks in Holland where I was quite certain this one training would be cancelled because the, the rain was coming sideways into my visor and we just carried on and carried on and carried on. And, and the nature of training in, in new European countries is that you can't actually get off for bad weather because there's bad weather every day. So you had to just have multiple pairs of shoes that so when, the, when the rain comes in, wear the next one tomorrow and just keep training. So yeah, when it rains here, the weather's slightly bad, you just put on some good base layers and you, you get out and run. Yeah, so Sens, I think uh, we've brought up golf and, and so before we dive into the hockey side of stuff, um, you're an avid golfer, so so what is your handicap sitting at right now? Jeepers, uh, I, I don't play enough to... to for my handicap, so I just play off normal. What's the ladies twenty four? Okay, perfect. I just play, yeah, perfect. I just play for ladies twenty four, and uh, just hope I break hundred each time I play. <laughs> so, so like, look, I'm, I've always said I don't know why I get invited to a lot of golf days, but I think it's for the banter. So, and and I wish, and you know, that uh, my golf can improve, but it's I, I'm. Uh, I'm good for value, if I could call it that, on 18 holes of banter. Not, not quite the golf, but banter, I'll give you, and you'll have a good afternoon out. Ah, look, and, and I can vouch for that. Uh, we've only played golf, I think, once together, but it was, uh, you know, the bounce was, was great. Our golf, our golf was, uh, we were playing on that par three tribute course, and our golf was not a, a tribute to anything. Yeah, the one yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, we've got, we might have contributed to losing a lot of balls, but uh, that's the only tribute we did. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, when, when you see a sign somewhere that says, when, warning snakes, you don't look for your ball in the rough then. Um, that's, just, that's just not right. Sure, it's like uh, the, the good old, yeah, it's like the good old, if you pay out at uh, Leopard Creek, they say, if your ball goes into the bush, don't go searching for it. And then you see those videos of those parsons on the green and you're like, yeah, actually maybe <laughs> you must keep the advice and don't go searching for your ball. Yeah, drop shots are fine. It's a mulligan. It's a mulligan. Yeah, no, we'll take them, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sans, what I wanted to ask you was, I'm going to ask you for two four balls now. The first four ball okay. I want to know, your dream four ball, anyone, any sportsman in the world. So no, let's, let's actually say no hockey player. Who would be your dream four ball? Wow, my dream football. Okay, let's. Um, we're gonna start. Keepers, that's a very good one. Um, I'm, I'm taking you. Look, I'm taking Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, into my football because uh, apparently he can play a bit. I'm taking him into my football. I am taking. Oh gosh, um, okay, Michael, Michael Jordan. Uh, I need to include a tennis player there. 
I don't know how, how good Serena's uh, is golf is, but I'll, I would include her in there. She'd be good for so the band. Two, two, yeah, she'd be good for the band, two athletes. Um, might need to turn a, a comedian than a politician. There's balance things out there. <laughs> Uh, my, my comedian would be would be Trevor Noah now that he's, he's made it big let's just get the inside scoop and then um, definitely not Donald Trump as my politician and yeah a politician actually that I'd like to play that I haven't played with local is Bandu Olamisa because I see him at a lot of golf days we play at a lot of golf days but I actually haven't gotten a chance to play with him and that's probably simply because you probably have a, a good few good stories from uh Old trans guy and the and the trans guy government. I'd love to hear. So that's my four ball. Yeah, I could imagine that four ball would be great value. Great value. Well, yeah. So, yeah, let's just say it's Bantu Holomisa, Trevor Noah, Serena Williams, and Michael Jordan. Wow, it's a quite an eclectic so I'll, mix. I'll caddy because I think I want four of them now. So I'll caddy. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll we'll push through a fifth. And, I, I yeah. reckon. I reckon you could round off a five ball with them, and you'd probably push for first place. I think Michael might challenge you, but uh, I reckon you've got the beating of the other three. Look, I, I might come in third. I think Ubuntu plays a lot of golf and he, he's right up there. So I would I'd settle for third place behind him and Michael. Fair enough. Okay. Still, yeah. still on the podium. Well, Yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not often I concede to, to third place, <laughs> um, but I, I know where my sense lie. Look, Derek. Derek also once made the podium, but that's because three other golfers didn't pitch. Yeah, <laughs> by default. Yeah, I, I claimed it. Yeah. So let, let's let's almost shift from golf to hockey here, and let's say now you have another four ball, but it has to be filled with people you've played hockey with over the years. Oh, that's that's easy one because I'm just uh, oh gosh. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking, Nickel, and I'm taking Marcel, Marcel for the fun and for joy. Oh, um, you, you just broke up there, so we heard. Yeah, it brings a lot of joy. You just broke up there, so just, just start that again, please. Oh, okay, guys, sorry about that. So I'm taking Marcel Keith definitely for for the laughter, nothing else. Not her golf, uh, not her golf prowess, which she claims is improved, but I doubt. And <laughs> uh, so that's Marcel Keat. I'm probably going to include Kate Woods in there that I played with. She she can play a bit of golf. I'll include Katie. Uh, so I've got Marcel. I've got Kate, uh, Marsha. I'll definitely take Marsha. So that's my four ball. Ah, oh, fantastic. I'll tell you what, that that four ball, I think a lot of people would pay good money to be able to play alongside that. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's a good 800, 800, 850 caps for South Africa in that four ball. Unreal. Look, we'll have to carry myself because, as I say, it's just for the fun and the laughter. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, oh. Asha and Marsha and Katie would uh, get it over. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that... Uh, Myself would have to pick up a few balls, but she would be a good laugh in doing it. Oh, for sure. Oh, what a character. So so we've opened the hockey door. I think it's only just that we walk through it. So this is not golf 24-7, although if that's not taken, it's another one we should uh, Another marketing trademark. opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, hockey 24-7, Zanani Mangisa, 112 caps 
was any one of them your favorite? Oh. Apart from, um, your, apart from your debut. Yeah, because that's the standard answer for yeah. everyone. Yeah, I was about to say, obviously, there's a debut. It's banned. The debut is pretty special. Yeah, okay, that's, we'll, we'll get that one off. Um, it's hard to say throughout to the, 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 the career, which, which stands out. Um, I think a different tournament. I think the, the, the couple, maybe I've got at the 2010 Commonwealth Games because I enjoyed that tournament a lot. Yep. Um, I can't remember one single one where I got that was my favorite chap. It's just, uh, it's just after 112, some are blurry. Some, some, some only lasted a few minutes because you get, I, I got kept back coming off the bench. So you don't remember those too well as well. But I think the, yeah, maybe let's call it the 2010 Commonwealth Games one. Good stuff. You also, you decided to hang up your pads, I guess. Um, at, at a rather young age, I mean, to to retire from international sports at the age of twenty nine um, is actually seen really as a spring chicken when you consider uh, the likes of Serena Williams, Roger Federer. You look at uh, in football, Ika Casillas, who uh, we hope is recovering well, uh, is playing forty one. Buffon at forty, forty one, twenty nine is very young. Uh, has there been moments where you've considered and thought oh i went too early or are you happy with your decision um look john you, you always miss it you you always miss parts of it um not not some parts you miss some but in overall i'm happy with my decision you know um it became a little frustrating towards the end um as competitive as i am you you always want to perform at the best and unfortunately, at the time, some programs weren't allowing us to perform at our best just, just simply because of of uh, the nature of our setup in, in hockey in the country. So on on the whole, I was, was quite content and happy and looking to, to not look back because that just makes retirement a lot harder, just make sure I focus on the next phase of my life. But I do for sure miss moments of it. And... How has the transition been uh, going into the next phase of your life? Uh, obviously, I know that uh, it, it's appeared to be pretty seamless and that you've settled into various roles beyond the hockey field. But uh, personally, uh, how, how has it been? And not just from succeeding in a career-orientated environment, but also from a personal level. I mean, you said you do miss it. I mean, do you sometimes sit there and go, oh, man, I, I wish I could just still wield a stick right now? Yeah, look, um, it, it, it hasn't been easy, um, Derek. You, you, you maybe I projected a, a, a good front, but it's, there were times, there were hard times. You, I saw my personal therapist for, for a couple of months transitioning into it, and I think a lot more athletes are doing that now. I think uh, uh, Dwayne Wade was talking about it on his retirement from NBA, that he's going to see a therapist, and I said that's probably one of the best things he can do. So in terms of that, it's you 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 know this one thing and you know it so well, and that's what you've done for for since I was eleven at school. That's what I've done, and I've done it at different levels throughout. And then I think the biggest thing is this: it's the next thing is yes, you may know it is the unknown, but it's it, you're going into an environment where you're not necessarily the best to start off with. So you've got new learnings, new things, and that I found was one of the hardest things. So. Um, as much as you, you get all the opportunities, you, 
know business people want to see you, that in sports or coaching or whatever you want to settle into the next phase, it's all about we, we as professional athletes, we're quite hard on ourselves and, and want to be the best and do things at that high level. But we also have to be kind to ourselves and understand that the next phase is not as easy as, um, you know, or you don't know it as well as you knew your last thing, which was hockey. And that's what I knew, and I knew it at a high level. It's a very important aspect that you speak about, and I think that a lot of people consider it to be taboo, talking about that transition. I, I don't think enough sportsmen do mention it because I think being at the top of your game, being at the top of your profession, as you mentioned, and then th- they like to keep this front where everything seems to be going absolutely perfectly, but that isn't always the case. And in fact, as you said, uh, that's very rarely the case, actually. And yeah, would, would it help? And I'm not just talking from a hockey perspective, but I think sports in general, if there was more support for retiring sports people to, to say, look, you're going into an area whereby, as you said exactly, where you're going from something where you were the best at to something where you know absolutely nothing about. And, and from seeing your name in headlines to just being uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Derek, we, we definitely, lots of us need to speak up more about it. We need to speak up about the feelings that come with it, share knowledge, pass it on. I remember telling a story, I mean, I wrote, I wrote quite a bit about it when, when I was finally, my head was over the clouds, in that it's a simple thing as I've never paid gym membership throughout my hockey career. It was just the nature of Virgin Active being on board with the SA Women's side. And I remember when it ended and I casually walked into the gym and had handed over my card and then the lady was kind of denied me access and was like, this card is, is expired or, or the, the membership is expired. And yeah, at those moments of being denied, you understand, well, that's the end of that. I need to actually take up a membership now and pay for it myself. So those little things, I mean, on a bigger scale with rugby players and cricket players get car endorsements and all of a sudden you weren't paying for something for all your life and now you have to navigate pay for it or as a friend of mine said to me the other day, who was a Google's rugby player as well, is that he was never at home for the amount of time that he is now. And him and his wife, he, the, their relationship had to adjust as well because all of a sudden I'm at home and she's not used to that. So it's those kind of dynamics to navigate, but I think talking and sharing and, and understanding that, you know, every asset will go through it somehow. And, and just have to find their feet. And, and also, as I say, be kind to ourselves to make sure that we, we, we're not too hard on ourselves and give us ourselves time to transition into into retirement. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's incredible listening. I, you know, I, I worked at a company for 11 years um, whose name we shall not name now. Um, and, you know, I left them a year ago. And just moving from one company to another was actually really difficult after establishing a life there and going back there and realizing how everybody's moved on, but uh, that part of you still remembers. And yeah, I know it's on a small scale. So, you know, I, I, I know what I went through and how, how challenging that really was. And I can only imagine now putting this on a much bigger scale, I mean, and you really were playing at, at really the boom of social media. So, you know, players in, in your era were already becoming more known than players previously. I can only imagine how challenging that was. 
Yeah, so so that that to navigate that was was pretty challenging for me, and I also say it's you know I'm not going to be shy about admitting it. You, and when you're a hockey player in the country, there's some circles where you walk into and you know. And as as time wears off, um, you yeah you don't you know you walk into the same circles and there's not the same people anymore, and they don't know you. And um, so that that kind of recognition also goes at the moment. Uh, you know, those those trigger certain feelings as well. So yeah, retirement is not not the easiest of things. But as I say, we we try and navigate it as we as we as we go along as athletes or or share stories. I ask Marsha, I ask Katie about her retirement. So there's lots of other athletes that you ask, and in different sports, you know, and it's it's never the same. But you kind of understand the best feeling, and you say okay. You're going to be careful of this and be careful of that and make sure you do this and don't do that in your retirement phase. And of course, it wouldn't be tough if it wasn't for a successful sporting career. And you certainly had a very, very successful one. Now, I posed this question to Pumlela Mbande uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, who's also a keeper. And I said, what goes through the mind of a human being to want to be a goalkeeper in a hockey match. I mean, how did you decide this is what I want to do? I want to get flying balls shot through at my face, at my body, the works. I mean, I am willing to go through all that pain to, to, to play the sport. Yeah, look, um, first of all, for me, it was quite easy. Goalkeeping shows me. Um, a quick story, Derek, is that at, at school, we have to play one summer sport and one winter sport. And um, the only winter sport at the time was hockey, no netball. So by default, I went in there. But the way I got into goalkeeping is that we were at a phys ed lesson, lesson during school. So if yeah, at school, that, that was once a week. We only had that lesson once a week. I hated class, so that was my favorite lesson. So we used to go out and play, and now we were transitioning from the under-10 to the under 10 to under-11, and we needed a goalkeeper. And no one was putting their hand up. And so our hockey coach keeps asking us, guys, who's going to be a goalkeeper because we need one this season? And for, for us to get the lesson going, I just said, I'll do it. Just raised my hand up. I was like, I'll do it. Thinking, we're just gonna, I was just going to do it now because actually I just wanted to start this lesson. We have fun. And before we go back into class. And as they say, the rest is history because my hand stayed up and I got my kit and I've never looked back. Sansa, you've also hit uh, celebrity status as far as um, hockey players go. On social media, because you are uh, arguably one of the most uh, engaged. You have a, a very good following, um, specifically from a, a hockey point of view. Um, do you think of yourself as much of an influencer, or are you just there having good bands? Um, for for me, it was. I think I think the view on social media is always to make, do no harm. That's thing is do no harm if I can highlight on my social media pages um, my love for sport one and also just women in sport those are the two things so that you engage with maybe people that don't know hockey or people have got the wrong view of women in sport and you just make sure you, you engage them in a friendly way and or, or, or you bring the facts to the table so uh, yeah, the first one is do no harm but I don't think I consider myself an influencer I just uh, I just like the to banter when it's done, you know, done correctly and done for a good reason. Just, I mean, just uh, like the power of Twitter. I got my first job by Twitter. So after retiring, well, 
while I was still playing, actually, was last, that last year I was playing to transition to retirement to, to start seeing what I wanted to do. I've got uh, Calvin White said to me via Twitter, what do you do? And then that's how I got an interview and a meeting with him. So there's goodness in that social media space. And there's lo- we just need to sift through the other stuff. But there's, for me, I just enjoy chatting to different people, you know, watching watching sport uh, with Twitter and, and as a second screen and engaging with the fans. And yeah, that, that's how I see social media. Yeah, look, obviously for, for me, and, and I mean, Derek is uh, a different one to talk about here because he's verified, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, what I've always loved about it is it's made sports people accessible to fans, in which, I mean, has its challenges, but yeah. it, it also has really good pros. And when I was breaking into to hockey media and, uh, you know, unfortunately in the country we had a very established way of doing hockey media, the best way for me to go about it was social media and you know i really think hockey players in this country were were almost taking a lead in terms of the level of engagement and the quality of conversations so yeah it's yeah. been it's been uh, yeah, i i love that too but you know, there's a there's a fine line in terms of the accessibility so some people just take it overboard you know you if sterling has a bad game tonight you're going to hear all about it on social media and that kind of stuff i don't think that's fair um, you know, athletes are human beings, but I like the, the engaging nature of athletes understanding that they don't, they don't just have to post about the shoes that they get from their sports brand. It's more, you know, just about family moments as well, about gym sessions here and then to see a, a life in the day of an athlete through social media. Those kind of moments are quite cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, yeah, you're spot on. And I think the Premier League footballers and actually footballers around the world probably see too much of the ugly side. Um, have you experienced the yeah. ugly side on social media? Um, yeah, it was, it was funny enough, it was, a, it was not too much of it. It's one for twice. It was a tournament in, I think, 20, 2015, Valencia, um, one of the World Cup qualifiers. And um, we just had a bad, literally a bad game. And and this guy just laid into us on social media, the, the whole hockey team. And I just said to him, listen, judging by your handle, I think I know who you are. Uh, um, or I actually don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but you have my number or know people in the sports industry that have my number. Let's chat because some of the things we put on board here um, are not factually correct. And, and I, I just dealt with it head on. And yeah, and he's tweeted in two days' time when he played again. He was a, a lot more... Um, you know, encouraging of the hockey team after he saw us play a game. And I said, that's the nature of sport. You literally, you were watching us for the first or second time, whatever, but you watched a bad game. And I'm glad we redeemed ourselves in your eyes, even though we don't do it necessarily for you, but we redeemed ourselves in your eyes the next game. And it's those moments. Um, I, I can't imagine it on a level that comes at, at, at people every day like that. I was that was once off. I was able to hand it and reply. So, you know, some stuff you don't reply to. But yeah, I can't imagine guys getting that twenty four seven negativity when they have like behavior now. You know, poor guy. It's it's not you know, and and the the, the it's hard. You know, goalkeeping is hard. You, and um, the harder you try to get yourself out the rut, the more it just becomes exposed. I mean, some of the saves that he's. He's not making now. He was making eighteen months ago, ten months ago. So, but the nature of sport, it is what it is. Sometimes, 
Sonani, there's no question that you are extremely engaging on social media and you're always willing to, to chat and offer discussion with regards to, to many subjects that are close to your heart. I, in fact, I think we actually met in inverted commas on, on Twitter before I actually met you in person, if, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. um, you, you said that you, you very much are for women's sport and, and that is certainly the case. I mean, one just needs to scroll quickly through your timeline and, and yeah, you are fighting the good fight um, for, for women in sport. So that, that certainly does lead me to the Casta Semenya issue. In fact, I, I learned about the decision from you. Um, you were in the followers, um, and, and you were the first to to actually tweet about it um, after uh, after the news came out. Um, and, and yeah, that that's something that that is very close to your heart. I know it's a, a very different subject to matters of hockey, but uh, again, I mean, we can't quite help ignore it. And it's something that you are very vociferous about. Um, yeah, Derek, it, and and I think I said to I said to my family lunch yesterday. I said I wish I had the words to quite to put it down about how the whole thing makes me feel. And and simply because um, Custer lives two houses from me at Sports House. So at Pretoria, we have a student sports accommodation called Sports Houses. And then we all occupy a few big um, sports uh, with different athletes. And she lived one or two houses down from me. And, and then they're engaging at different tournaments with her and, and just, and just at different Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games. And so there's that personal touch to it, knowing her personally. Um, I can't call her fair, she's not that close, but knowing her. And then and then there's just understanding the the you know, the, the discrimination that comes with women in sports already. So for her to still be going through this and as she was going through when she was nineteen when she came onto the scene. And, and, and still perform through that. It's so hard to, and, you know, I wish I was running freely. It's amazing that she's clocking these times where everything else is gone in her life. I, I would love to see her run free, but clearly she is running free because it just, she's just not bothered. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And I really thought Kaz would have an objective mind to it because I think it goes further than just, um, you know, genders of male, female in sports and, and, and testosterone and those kind of things. It, it's basically, it, it infringes on human rights, we could say. But I, I really hope, yeah, there's, could it, could this be a turning point for the future if she challenges the decision? I would, you know, or I'd love to for her not to walk away, basically. And really, as she said the other night, I think now it's bigger than her. So I really hope she, she gets to see the light at the end of it all. And and just yeah, just so that she can run and and hopefully run in, in Tokyo next year and and run freely. Yeah, I certainly think that the story is very very far from being finished, and uh, there's still a, a lot more to to take place. And uh, I reckon, yeah, there's still many courtroom battles that that do await. And and I completely agree with you. I certainly hope that yeah. does uh, result uh, in in Casa being able to to run in the future. Um, Sanani, we've we've chatted to a host of, of hockey people over the, the last couple of weeks. And there's been an overriding theme, and there's no question that everyone knows it, um, is the lack of funding when it comes to hockey in South Africa. And, I mean, you've been involved in the sports marketing space, the sports media space. And, I mean, do you see a silver lining there? Um, I mean, just using the the the, the plans that we used with with Casta and you say you really hope for for a better future there I mean could you say the same for hockey do you, do you see things getting better um Derek 
I, I live in hope that it's going to get better. And I just, I just understand that it's going to get, yeah, maybe this is a toughness that we need in terms of um, it's, it's really been what we've known is, is lack of funding. I wish we, we could turn it around and go the other side because there's much talent in this country. If it's well looked after and, and really allowed to, to mature and grow, we could see great, great things from SAH. Things that it, it kind of needs, um, you know, it does need money, but it also needs a change of administration in certain sectors because, you know, that, that the kind of money that we need to turn this is like a blind pick. You, you almost need a, an investor who goes, guys, I'm not going to want this money back, you know, do what you want to and, and make sure that you just use it wisely. And then from that, we have the good structure in place that are going to use that wisely because essentially for, for more funding to come in, it's a case of chicken and egg. For more funding to come in, there's funding that needs exposures because of budgets and KPIs and businesses. And the kind of funding we need now is that to say, as I say, it's a friendly check that's going to say, guys, turn your office around, turn your, your house around, and then it will result in a reciprocal of more funding from your, your brands and corporate South Africa. So it's quite tough at the moment. And, and the, the sponsorship landscape is quite tough because I, I work in, in that space as well, is that it's really brand, brands are bleeding in, in, you know, in terms of trying to find money for sponsorship. You know, if you, understand, if you think about it, the telecoms and, and the business and the banking sector, that's a lot of money and those are overly invested already. So, yeah, I think two things, if I could sum that up, is two things. It's we need a, a sort of a blind check, but we also need a change in the administration to be able to, to make sure that money is used wisely. Yeah, absolutely. And here's, here's hoping that uh, more companies will join the likes of Supergroup and a company like Supergroup who have got involved now are going to get a return on investment um, and that the people in place do the right thing. So, uh, look, it's a step in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely, we need more companies. Yeah, we don't just need one. And then we just need a, a case of a self-funding model. I'm not sure how that would look like, whether it's hosting tournaments and getting money or whatever, but it's, it's, it can't be a case of supergroup money comes in, it goes out to tournaments. Then you're actually not, not anything and generating more money. So you need more, as you said, Tyrone, uh, brands to jump on board and just believe in, in this uh, in this hockey system. Yeah. All right, Sam. So uh, we're getting towards the end of the chat. Uh, one of the important things we have to do is uh, give you your opportunity to answer the incredibly difficult one-question quiz. And when I say incredibly difficult, oh, it's... Uh, it's, it's uh, uh, so far, we've got about a 50% uh, pass rate. Um, and the questions are not always about hockey. They're sometimes linked to okay. who you are or or your your interests. And so you actually have a choice in question. Uh, you are Perfect. an avid golf fan, so you have a choice to answer. Would you like to answer about men's major championships or women's major championships? Uh, let's go men's ma- major championships. All right, so... What I would like from you is can you name the current four defending champions? So the Masters, US Open, Open, and PGA. Who's the most recent winner of the four? I'm pretty sure you'll get the Masters one right. Uh, 
Yeah, um, Masters, that, that's pretty easy. That, uh, that's Tiger Woods. Okay. Uh, the Open last year was won by... Oh, that's a tricky one. Think uh, European. Yeah, it was not an American. No, it was not an American. European and a, a first-time major winner. And a star oh, no, at the Ryder no. Cup. Yeah, he was a star at the Ryder Cup. That's a great one. Um, yes. Um, no, I can't, not Fleetwood. Um, no, he's, his, his partner. partner. <laughs> I've just gone blank because I do know this. Um, Wait, let's go. To, let's go to the others. Who, let, I'll, come, I'll come back to that. Oh, I can't believe I'm not going to nail this. <laughs> um, what did Dustin Johnson win last year? Did... No, it wasn't him. Yeah, think think of. Uh, I tweeted about it not too long ago, and I think you actually replied. I said that this guy looks like the quarterback in high school movies. Oh, guys, I can't <laughs> believe this. I've literally just gone blank. Oh. Just say if we have to put you out of your misery. No, you have to because I've literally just gone blank. I'm going to have to pull a double or nothing on Marcel, yeah? <laughs> All right. So, so the Open was from Italy. Um, what's got, his name? He's got a brother that um, also plays. Uh, <laughs> oh, guys! He's, he's I can, I can his name starts I can with him. another country. I can see him lifting the claret. Well, um, Fra- no, put me out of my Francesco Molinari. Molinari. And then, yes. and then maybe this one will give it to you. The U.S. Open and the PGA Championship is the same person. So he's one of the few golfers who've actually won multiple majors in recent years. The high school quarterback. His first name is another name for underwear. (laughs) First name is another name for underwear. Well, well, his first name is actually a very good make of running shoe. Your clues are so bizarre, guys. But they're so good, though. They are so good because once, good. once you get, hear, wanna... it's a very good na- it's a very good make of running shoe, and it's a very niche brand as well. So it's not the more well known ones, but oh, bro. there we. Yeah. Go. Um, yeah. So yeah. Brooks. Oh, I can't believe I nailed it. <laughs> Brooks, can I go double nothing? Because I have not done the hockey community too well yet. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, we can go double nothing. Are you happy to stay with golf? Um, let's switch. You can switch it up. Oh, you can switch it up. Well, well, I, I don't know. I think you might get this. Can you name the last three South African major winners? South African major winners, last three. Um, it was in 2010, 2011, and 2012. Um, oh man, 2011, I stayed up for it because the Masters, that was... Um. Oh no, man! I'm just going to say, what's his name? He, he literally had a bribe for his master's dinner afterwards the yeah. next year. Um, yes, the Farina Oh man! 
Um, Shoal. Yes. There Shoal. we go. Yes. And then either side, either side was the open. Uh, what says and then in yes. Louis Wanners in 2010. And then the last one, yeah, 2010, Louis in 2010. So the last one is the last South African to have won a match Africa. at this point. It's obvious. Um, it was his fourth major crown. It can't be stirred. No, no. It's Brendan Graves. What? No, you're going to no, your, kick, kick yourself. Last life can show. It's not show. Oh, um, you're going to kick yourself. And, and you ha- it was handed to him on a platter by Adam Scott. You, you would probably argue that he's the greatest golfer post-isolation. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't really oh, the, yeah. Uh, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore <laughs> Ernest House. Yes, Ernie House at the Open. How can I forget that? Uh, that, that was handed to you on a platter by us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. Because you, yeah. You still did better than thought- Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so, guys. So, Nani, it's been so fantastic my- chatting to you. Guys, that was so much fun. Thank you so much. And and thank you for this lovely podcast. I've been, uh, um, I hate to say it live on the podcast, but I've been avoiding a bit of radio these days and listening to a lot of podcasts in the car. So you guys have been a go-to. And uh, just, yeah, just good chats and good banter. So please keep it up. And it's been lovely to, to be on the podcast. Oh, that's epic. Thanks so much, Sans. And yeah, obviously... I mean, we go back a long way. It's always been great. And, yeah, I look forward to getting you on the show again uh, in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Anytime I'm available, we can uh, review a bit of the, the upcoming games for the gold. And, uh, yeah, so anytime you want to have me on, just give me a ring. Lovely. Thanks so much, Sonani Mangisa. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, what a star. You know, in, in my view... She could have played even more tests because she was damn good. It was ah, there was, there was, an art to her shot stopping that just very few could uh, match. Yeah, at uh, age of twenty nine, uh, yeah, many would say had uh, many many more years left in the tank as far as playing is concerned. But uh, as you heard, she's got no regrets. Uh, she realizes that she could have gone on, but uh, yeah, she's gone on and forged a very good uh, career for herself uh, in the business world. So it's not only Mangisa. Congratulations on. Uh, making that transition between the two. And she said it was tough at first, but uh, she has managed to to settle into her new found role. But uh, yeah, what a player, what a person. And uh, it's great to see that she is a friend of the show. And there's no doubt that she will be featured uh, plenty more in the future, Tyron. Yeah, absolutely. So that uh, just about wraps it up for Hockey 24-7, brought to you by Raider Media. I'm Derek Alberts, uh, joined as always by Tyron Jabu Barnard. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. Cheers.